we can hear from heaven today, Lord, and that I can help be that. Use me, Lord, uh, to your glory, Jesus, in Jesus' name. We are starting a corporate fast this week. Some people have already started. Uh, I did mine a few weeks ago, big time, when I told you my testimony uh, last Sunday. Things happen when you fast. I've asked our leaders to at least do a three-day real fast. That means getting your head cleared. And we're going to be going on a fast. Uh, so write this down. Read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, this week, about God's fast. Because Sometimes we get confused with fasting. Uh, I, I've asked everybody to do at least a three-day food fast to get your head clear and get in the realm of the Spirit and see what God wants to talk to you about. And so when you're not eating, this is how simple it is. You just go to the Word, and that's what you eat. Because Jesus said man doesn't live by bread alone. I said that last week. Sometimes we get worked up about the things and the natural thing. All this stuff's passing away. It's all going to pass away, but the things from heaven are eternal, and the food from heaven lasts forever, and so you want to feed your spirit man with that. You know, when you die, did you know, we sing that song, Here, here Comes the Lord, it's taking me off track, zone. we sing that song, Freedom. I want to tell you, the times that you know, the other testimonies I've shared where I don't know if I died that time, but God healed me of the 40 blood clots. I was out of my body. I know that for sure. Paul said, in or out of the body, God knows. So we'll let him be the judge. But I thought I was going home. I want to tell you, when you're not limited by this flesh, this carcass, you cannot imagine the things that you can do. I mean, you just can't imagine it. There, there, I, I can't even, there's words not to express. I mean, you're hearing, you can hear everything. You can hear miles away. I mean, if there's distance in that sense, you can hear. You, you can, you don't have to use your mouth to speak. You know, you just think it, it is. You can use your mouth, you can sing with it, you can speak with it, but you don't have to. You want freedom? I've been asking God, these are some of the things I'm dreaming of, that I don't have to be limited by this body. It puts limitations on me. It hurts at times. It, it gets, you know, the things that happen to our physical body, but I don't want to be limited by that. I don't want my, my, the mind of Christ that's in me, that he's renewing in me, to be limited by my brain function in this body. Because believe me, when you leave your body behind, you still think. 
You're, you're you. You just don't have all this restraints and limitations. I want to see us expanded in these days. And this is what a fast is about. It is to prepare us for something, for a result. I was sitting there while Debbie was sharing about his generosity and our generosity because we're made in his image, you see. Your identity isn't in who were your parents or what state you came from. Come on. Your identity, you know, it is God is coming in these days. The world is messed up with identity on everything. Even now gender, they're playing with God. Kids, in heaven there's neither male nor female. So just don't even wrestle with that. Come on. It's just the body. When we find Jesus Christ and we invite him into our heart, our identity is changed. Our identity is changed. The new man is what the Word of God talks about. And the new man is that Christ in me is being formed. The seed of Jesus has now been implanted in my heart, and he's starting to grow. And my identity is only in him. I don't relate as a, I don't have to relate male or female to Jesus. You see, that's why men can call, we are, you are the bride of Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? It goes beyond your physical container. Are you getting it? That's why I can say I'm a son of God, but I'm a female. Are you getting it? It's just simple. This is all coming from heaven right now. I love this live stream. You know, without a satellite and all that Internet stuff, you, have to pay. you don't have to pay for this. Jesus paid for it with the blood. And we got, we got the live stream on here today. He wants you to know who you are in him. Stop going, who am I? What am I here for? You are, you have a purpose. You are part of him. Your identity is in him. So if you want to know what you're here for, read the word. Start with the New Testament. Find out what Jesus did. That's what you're identifying with. Did he love somebody? Did he see somebody hurting and stop when they said, wait, we're we're on our way, we don't have time for that? And he would just do it. That's who your identity is. Did he worry about what Betty was going to sleep in that night? Mm -mm. Why? Because... It's like J.C. said, because his father said, I will never leave nor forsake you, and I will be with you always, and, he, and I will provide everything you need, son. And he believed him. He believed what God said. Come on. 
believed what God said. In these days, we are to dream big. I want you to dream big. Dream big in God. Dream big. And I want you to start operating in the principles of God. Brian was just sharing me about a a mess and a catastrophe and a test. We all know that if you're in a mess, you're going to have a message out of it. We all know that if you're being tested, you're going to have a testimony out of it. Children of God, you must believe that what God said, he said you are highly favored and you are blessed. You are highly favored and you are blessed. And when you're in messes or situations, you've got to have, that's part of your identity. You're children of God. You're children of God. Jesus said, even a human father will feed a hungry child, at least to get him to quit crying. Are you seeing? But how much more is your heavenly father going to feed you and give you everything that you need? Please remember that. So we're doing this fast. Let me get back on message. We're doing the fast. Read Isaiah 58 because it's not always about the food. God was telling Isaiah as it was related that people do this and they do that and I won't eat chocolate or, you know, whatever they come up with. That's not the kind of fast. He he doesn't even care about that. He wants you to fast the things that he says you need to fast, which might be different than the things I need to fast. Are you following me? You might have to fast your bad attitude. You might have to fast and stop judging people and criticizing people. You may have to stop your deceptions. You might have to stop your rebellions. You might not be taking the time out to love others the way they need to be loved. And he says, fast your selfishness. Come on, start thinking about other people. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to quit your selfishness and your self-centeredness, and I want you to focus on this and that one. Amen? How many of you know Debbie was talking about giving? When we give, we sow seed. If there's something you want, somebody had an analogy, it was Judy, about corn. One kernel of corn makes a plant with a bunch of ears and all those things reproduce and reproduce. If there's something that you need, sow it. Do you feel you need enough love? Do you feel you don't have enough love? Sow love somewhere. It will increase in your life. Come on. You you will sow. It's the same. You know, I don't plant a peach tree and get an apple tree. Like begets like. Right? 
So if you need love, so love somewhere. If you need encouragement and nobody's encouraging me, go encourage somebody. So encouragement. You get it? If you need money, then go scrape out the corners of your sofa. And that's and you say, I don't have anything. Go scrape out and give it away. So money. Somewhere. None. He wants us to sow because he wants to sow in your life. We're doing this fast, Isaiah 58. We're going to be fasting all the way to September 21st. So by that time, this place ought to be awesome. You'll all be smiling, grinning, doing what the Lord wants. When you prepare for the feast, what do you want? What do you want to happen? What do you want to see happening here? I've got things that I'm expecting and I'm dreaming about. And it's not all for me. It's for everyone, even for the ministries coming. But if you, if you want to see something, you've got to prepare for it. And that's the fast. If I want a pineapple upside down cake, I've been craving one. I don't know why. I'm missing my mommy, and she used to make those. We didn't have much, but, you know, it doesn't take a lot of ingredients if you can find a can of pineapple to make one. And she'd rustle up something. and we'd Boy, if it had cherries in the center of those pineapple rings, come on. Every kid's going to fight over the cherries in a pineapple upside-down cake. Come on. And I love the gooiness. I'm really hungry for one, but I haven't had time to make it. There's the feast. Let's make one. But if that's what I want, I've got to come up with the ingredients. I've got to get everything I need. I've got to prepare in order to make that cake. If I don't have pineapple, it's not going to be the same because it's pineapple upside down cake. (laughs) So are you seeing what I'm saying? This fast... Is about finding out what you want to see and prepare for it. God can tell you the ingredients you need individually to get, to make ready and prepare and get the result that we want. Amen? Just a little analogy you gave me while Deb was bringing the word. It showed me that. It's time for preparation. And you have to have a goal in mind. Let him give it to you. Now, turn to the book of Acts. I quickly alluded to this last week. We're going to get out of here almost in time. Yes, we are. Um, In the book of Acts, that's what I'm believing for, that we're having those kind of manifestations. If you want something to dream about, just read what they did in the book of Acts. Start with, just dream about it. There were pillars of fire coming, and this conference, the Feast of Tabernacles is called Firestorm New England. And God's coming here to set our hearts on fire. And we don't have to fear the fire of God because as it comes to us, it eliminates the bad stuff too. And that's part of the fuel for the fire, fasting. Fasting is fuel 
for the fire of God. Like gasoline is for your car to get it going. Are you hearing me? Write that down because I just heard that in the spirit. Fasting is like fuel for the fire. Write that down for me, Lonnie. I won't remember what I said. That came from the Holy Spirit. I'm loving that. If I can fast, we can get the fire of God burning in this place. Hallelujah. All right. So I told you my testimony. I told you I've been healed in the name of Jesus. I told you it was miraculous, and I told you at the moment we didn't re- even really understand it because when you read the book of Acts, they were doing all sorts of stuff. thing was going on. It was good stuff, bad stuff, and supernatural things would happen, and it just is like you really don't have a lot of time to stand around and like ooh and Google-o, goggle over it because life is happening. And they just kept moving, and they just kept doing. I want to read you the story, one of the stories of when, uh, when uh, Paul, let me get to the right chapter. Uh, Paul, I'm going to be starting with verse, 20, uh, with verse 22 in Acts 16. But before then, I want to tell you part of the story leading up to this. Um, Paul and them were here, and they were headed out. The Holy Spirit told them to go over to Macedonia and to preach the word of God. So I just want to, I'm going to read this here. I'm going to start at uh, chapter 15, uh, or 13. It was the Sabbath day. It was a Saturday. And they went outside the gate to a riverside. Listen to this. They went outside the gate of the city, and they went, walked down to the river. And they supposed that there might have been a good place to pray there, in verse 13. They were looking for a place by the river so they could pray. And they sat down, and they began to speak to some women that were down there by the river. Verse 14, and a certain woman named Lydia, she was from the city of Thyatira, and she sold purple fabrics. You'd like that, Val, beautiful, rich, purple fabrics. And some of the purple fabrics of that day came from these certain types of worms, silkworms, that caused that deep staining of purple. They were rich. Those that not everybody could afford purple fabrics. This was for royalty. She was selling purple fabrics. She was a worshiper of God. Debbie likes to worship. I know some of you are worshipers in here. And she was listening to what Paul and them were praying out near them. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Lydia. She sold fabrics. Basically in our days she worked at Joanne's. Come on, you know? 
when she and her household had been baptized, so she listened, opened her heart, and she got baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, please come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon them, insisted that they come. And it happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a certain slave girl, so they're just now going to Lydia's house, a certain slave girl having a spirit of divination met us, who was bringing her masters much profit by fortune-telling. And she kept crying out and following after Paul, and she was saying truth. She said, these men are the servants of the Most High God, and they are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. But we all know that a spirit of divination is by another spirit, a spirit of darkness, a divining, a spirit from Satan. But she was speaking the truth. They were men of God. They were preaching salvation. And she kept doing this on and on. She, she kept following them for days, making a scene, saying this everywhere they went. But Paul was greatly annoyed, and he turned and he said to the spirit, he didn't say it to the girl, even though she was the one carrying this demonic spirit. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out right that moment. But when her masters, the people that were making money off of her, she was like a fortune teller. She could divine and tell you things. God told us never to go to mediums or fortune tellers. He said, come to me and I'll give you a word. Or come to one of my prophets of God and they'll speak for me if you can't hear me. So when the people that were making money off of her, her masters, saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and they dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities, the local police. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, these men are throwing our city into confusion. Can you imagine being Jews? They're talking about Jesus. This is Macedonia. We don't do Jesus here. This is Hanover. We don't do Jesus there. Are you getting it? And they are proclaiming customs, which is unlawful for us to accept or observe being Romans. They came up with their reasons. And now we start, verse 22. And the crowd rose up together against them. So everybody in town and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them. So they go to Paul and Silas, they rip their clothes off. Uh, this is getting serious here, dudes. If I was out there doing the same little thing, and somebody's ripping my clothes off, what are you going to think? This is what happened to the men of God, the disciples of Christ, the powerful miracle workers. And they proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. And they took out rods and they started beating them. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, that wasn't enough. They threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them 
securely. In other words, Matt, you better be watching these prisoners and there will be, you know what, to pay if any of them get out. You got that? You got it? Those are the orders. Scary. Matt's just new to this job. He doesn't want to lose this. They're paying 12 bucks an hour. Okay? Everybody in town is paying, some are paying 15 He could get a raise soon. He's got to watch these two dogs that are in there. And he, having received such a command, Matt, over here, we're just using that, threw them into the inner prison. He wasn't letting them on the out. He was putting them in the center where all the other doors, and it's really hard to get out, and there's a maze probably. He put them in the most secure place, and he fastened their feet in stocks. That means there had to be some chains. It wasn't comfortable. But about midnight, guess what Paul and Silas were doing? What do you think they were licking their wounds? Wow. They ripped flesh off you, Silas. Paul, that lump where they hit you on the bone. They almost broke your collarbone. Man, this looks bad. Jesus never told us we were going to face stuff like this. What's going on? Has he forsaken us? Is that what they were doing? That isn't what the Bible says. That would be something we would be enticed and tempted to do by Satan, the devil, and his hordes. But this is what they were doing. It was midnight. This happened earlier in the day. This is hours later. Blood's drying. Some of it might still be using. Who knows? But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. Come on. They were singing hymns and they were praying hymns of praise to God. Not like, come and heal me. No, these were songs about God, you're so good, that we sang today. Even so, come, freedom. And the prisoners were listening. Who else was singing in that stinking prison? And they did stink. If you think an outhouse was bad, there weren't outhouses in there. They had little buckets if they were lucky. It was stench and sweat and filth and grossness. And here's two guys. It's like, who were the guys singing and praying and everybody was listening? And suddenly, I love it when there's a suddenly, because when you hear, and suddenly, I'm dreaming, guys. Guys, this is a sidetrack. I'm dreaming of some and suddenlies at the feast. I'm dreaming of and suddenlies this week for you. I'm dreaming of and suddenlies and suddenlies and suddenlies. 
And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. I told you in my testimony last week the earthquake that happened. We were just sitting there praising God. We were just sitting there having prayed. We were just saying that no matter what, I'm coughing my head off. No matter, I've got this infection. No matter what, I can't eat. No matter anything, we're going to praise God. And we're going to not stop praising him. And we're going to give him praise with every breath and with every thought. And we're not going to fight about it. We're going to... We're not going to be upset about it. And we're not going to say, where's God? Oh, he's forsaken. We're not going to do that anymore. We might get tempted for 30 seconds, but, man, we turn that volume down on the enemy because my sheep know my voice, says Jesus, and they will listen to the voice of no other. They will only listen to me. And what I say, they will do, and they will follow me. And they were singing and they were praising, and they were praying. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken, and immediately, I'm loving that. I want some and immediately. Do you want it? How bad do you want it? This isn't wishful thinking. I'm talking dreams. I'm talking fasting. I'm talking about making preparations to get what you want are hungry for and craving. Maybe you don't understand dreaming. Have you got a craving? I'm craving it. I'm craving and suddenly. I'm craving immediately. I want that. I want it for me. I want it for you. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. So not only the stocks they were in, but it was anybody that was chained up in that place. And Matt here is like, ay, yay, ay, yay, ay, I was hoping for a raise. And now every prison door is open. I heard the chains breaking. It sounded like cracking and a whip going through this place and the rumbling and the shaking of the prison. And I'm terrified because these guys were praising God and I don't know what's going on here, but I could die for this if they all get out of here. What am I going to do? And when the jailer, verse 27, and when the jailer had been roused out of sleep and had seen the prison doors opened, Oh, my goodness. He drew his sword. He was like, they're going to come. They'll beat me first. They'll torture me first. And he drew his sword, and he was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had all escaped. It was dark. There's no lights in there. There's no battery-operated exit signs in this prison. It's dark and stinky. He, he thought, but he could see the doors were open. He thought they had run because he was shaking during the earthquake, wanted to run for his life. But Paul was over there, and he saw the guy ready to kill himself, fall on a sword. But Paul cried. 
cried out with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. We're here. Don't kill yourself over this. Come on. This is the same guy that took him to the inner prison and probably said nasty things to him. Don't you move or you're dead. Look at my sword. I'm sharpening it. If any of you dare get out of here. Okay. And he called for the lights. Matt said, get the torches in here. You don't slip a switch of switch a <laughs> flip a switch in prison. You got to bring the lights in. You got to bring the torches in. And he called for the lights and rushed in and trembling with fear. This is what you were doing. He fell down before Paul and Silas at their feet. And after he brought them out, he said, "Sirs, What must I do to be saved? I'm talking the fear of God came into the prison. I'm talking the power of God shook the prison. I'm talking the angels of heaven were there. I'm talking the real God, the only God, the one God. Israel, there's only one God. Sirs, what what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your whole household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. Sounds like you took them to their house. And he took them that very hour of the night and he washed their wounds. Look what, look what that can do. It changed hearts. And the jailer washed their wounds. They were all bloody and filthy in there. And he washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house, and he set food before them. He fed them pineapple upside down cake. Come on. Whoops, that's not in there, but you get the picture. And he rejoiced greatly. This jailer was terrified. And now he's got something to be happy about. And having believed in God and his whole household saved. And now when the day came, the chief magistrate sent their policemen saying, Release those men. And the jailer reported these words to Paul saying, The chief magistrates have sent to, the, sent to release you. Now therefore come out and go in peace. Word travels fast. Verse 37, but Paul said to them this. I love this. They have beaten us in public without a trial. Men who were Romans and have thrown us into prison, and now they are sending us away secretly? No, indeed. In other words, in our language, no way, Jose, is that happening. No. But let them come themselves and bring us out. Come on, bring them down. They didn't want to. They'd had an earthquake. They were terrified. And the policemen reported these words to the chief magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. 
And they came, and then they, they did come, and they appealed, and they begged them. And when they had brought them out, they kept begging them to leave the city. Please don't hang out here. And they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia. And when they saw the brethren, they encouraged them and departed. So this all started with Lydia selling purple cloth down by the river. It could be at Joanne's, and they went down to pray. It's about not being afraid. It could be in Denny's, having breakfast, talking about Jesus with your group and the others hearing about them, ministering, witnessing to your waiter. It could be at Joanne's in the fabric store. Their household gets saved. They've got a place to go. They don't have to worry about a hotel room or finding a tree or a safe spot. And here she is, and she's been baptized, and a new church is being born in Macedonia. And now we've got a jailer, and he's a new member for this. Are you hearing me how, the, how God does it? He starts to fill up his church. He starts to build relationship. And suddenly... And suddenly, and there's a price to pay. Paul and Silas paid the price, but they didn't whine about it. It was worth it to them. It wasn't too much to pay to get the kingdom of God advanced in this world. Amen? So if you are suffering, we sang that this morning, and though I might suffer in this life, I will remember Calvary and what you paid, Jesus, so that I have this opportunity to even bring this message. There are miracles in God. There is healing in God. There is freedom in God. There is impossibilities. Everything in God. There's nothing left over. And may this word be sealed to you. May the earthquakes from heaven come and quake us in this hour. Can it shake the prison doors open? Are you in some prison that you've got to get out of? Do you open the door and it seems to get slammed back shut? Come on. Are you being taken advantage of? Is the devil telling you, you stay in the inner prison because you're not getting out of here. But God can shake and change the jailer. Come on, he can change the evil heart. He can take what they did for evil and make it good. And he can save not only them but their whole household. I'm telling you, it's time. I want to see the upper valley changing. I want to see hurt and broken people healed. Come on. I've got cards out there just like this. That's why they're up here. It's not for pretty decoration. Get these out here. Give them. Give them to a waiter. Give, I don't know where you go. Give it to the guy at the checkout stand. Give it to somebody at Home Depot. Take a moment to find out what God says about him. Say a prayer. Can I pray for you? Yeah, we're getting together. Come on over. Come on over. Are you hungry? We'll feed you. You need food, we'll give food to you. We've got much to give in the greatness of God. 
God is here to do great things during this feast time. Come on. Come on. Freedom. Freedom. Like we've never known it before. Father, may you seal this word to us as we fast and pray, not just for our needs and about our conference, Lord, but we take it to our nation. We take it to the nations. We take it to the White House. We take it to all of the stuff going on. We take it to the news media, Father. We're praying for all of it. We're praying for your will to be done, God, because we don't put our faith in any of that, and we don't identify in any of that. We identify only in you, Jesus. Our identity is in Jesus, Father God, in the household of heaven. And, Father, the treasures of heaven are ours. And we thank you that we are, our prayers are highly favored in the courts of heaven and that you're listening when we're coming to you before the court of heaven, before the judge of the, judge of the ages, God. And we're asking for verdicts, Father, that the enemy would have nothing on us in these days to hold us back anymore, that, that all, the, all the accusations from the devil that comes up to accuse us every day of all the stuff Lord, that we just remind him and we ask for Jesus to come forth and be our mediator in the courts of heaven and tell them about the sacrifice. Oh, yes, the sacrifice of the precious blood of Jesus. And, Father, we're covered with the blood. I pray for my brothers. I pray for my sisters. I pray for the sons of God in the house of God today. May we go forth and may we see the earthquakes move and shake the nations and the world with the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, and may you go forward in these days in everything he has for you. Do you have something? Okay. Come on. Father's word said he's, he confirms the word. He confirms it. So I wasn't here last weekend. Um, I had gone away to just separate myself and seek the Lord. And I didn't get to hear Kathy's testimony until, I don't know, what night, what day Ben finally gave it to me. Maybe it was Thursday. But on Saturday, I didn't get out of my pajamas until 6 o'clock. And this is exactly that night. I thought the Lord was giving me a word. I was getting ready to text Pastor Lonnie. And it was just this, exactly. Praise opens prison doors. It was all about Paul and Silas. I didn't talk to her. I didn't know. And the Lord said to me, I want you to know that there is nothing, there is nothing that can touch you or comes into your life that I do not have a plan to bless you, to prosper you, and to prosper my kingdom. I am hungry for the suddenlies too. I want the suddenlies. And the Lord reminded me that one of the suddenlies is I want to see my family and my husband. See, I prayed for them for years. And I pray, but I stopped praying like I used to pray. That's what I'm fasting and believing for. That my children, that my seed 
that he gave his life for and my grandbabies will serve the Lord with all of their heart and all of their mind and all of their strength. In Jesus' name. Um, As she was saying, some of you, the Lord was telling me this for uh, two weeks, some of you suffer from abandonment and rejection. And when you start thinking about that, it, it will just come back in a flood. In this story that I just read to you, they did not sit around and respond to abandonment. And they didn't respond to rejection of men or a perceived feeling of being rejected by God for not preventing them getting the beating. And that was bad. Okay? This fasting and prayer can break the power over this. Many of us have this, some in more degrees than others. Are you hearing me? This is worth writing down because he's been talking to me about it. And uh, it brings deception to our lives. So he hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't rejected us. If we're feeling alone, as I said earlier today in the exhortation, then you haven't been getting close to God because you're not alone. Don't take on false burdens. Take them on with him. He didn't intend you to do it alone. In your weakness, you are made strong in him. Do you hear? He is made strong in you. We seal this to your name in Jesus and to your hearts in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you Father for your word. Thank you God for the brethren in Jesus name. Amen.